Hello, and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a 7th Heaven podcast. I'm your co-host, Lady J. And your other co-host, Dark and Stormy. Dark and Stormy. Dark and Stormy. (laughs) She's back. (laughs) I am back. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was terrifying. (laughs) Do you remember that that? that, that ridiculous movie? No. Um, House Bunny? Yes. With Anna Ferris, like yes. when she, she's like, "This is how I remember all my friends' names." Emily. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that was so good. Oh shit, that's good. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from, but it just did. <laughs> oh, okay. Whew. Here we are. So. Uh-huh. We are doing We the People, 318. 318, mm-hmm. We the People. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Synopsis. Synopsis, please. The Amazon Prime spoiler <laughs> is, Matt and Eric find themselves caught up in the sex scandal that rocks Crawford University. Sex scandal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we are punchy as fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's pretty much the meat of potatoes of this episode. Like, that's the story. Everything else is sort of just happening, right? Like, yes. Simon and Ruthie's stuff with their paper route, which we'll get into, obviously. And Lucy and Mary's stuff with the date from hell, I guess. Yeah. If you want to call it that, we'll get into. Um, but, like, meanwhile, pretty much... And I don't know why Annie isn't name-dropped in this, but, like, Eric, Matt, and Annie are part of this yeah. scandal storyline, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> scandal. But I still don't understand why... <sighs> Please explain to me why Eric is there when the board of... Tr- like, you know, the trustees, they're all up and they're having this conversation. Like, why well, is Reverend Kendall there? You mean at the end? In general, like, why is he so fucking involved? Because apparently this guy's his friend, and they're apparently part of the church or whatever. Okay, but why is... Okay, fine, whatever. Okay, you answered it. You have to make allowances, dark and stormy. Apparently I have to make... (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, what's really weird is how the episode opens, because it opens on a headline, like like someone's looking at the newspaper with this headline. So it's kind of like in a weird like entry point into oh like this is what we're dealing with at this episode like all of a sudden we're in the living room i guess of the dean of the school Mm -hmm. his wife and eric and is annie there i don't know and they're like i can't believe you did this or whatever and he's like believe me i never meant it for anyone to get hurt and it's true and da 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 and then the whole episode sort of becomes about the idea of Morality, right? Yes. About about the standards to which we hold people mm-hmm. in positions of power, like people in positions of power, yes. the standards we hold them to, right? Yeah. And you could make the same episode about celebrities, yeah, or about whatever, especially in today's climate, with given you know the most recent you know whatever, and kind of hilarious <laughs> that Stephen Collins is part of this storyline at all oh, but that's yeah. a diff- that's a story for another day we already talked about that once we know we're not going to hash it out again yep. but um but yeah so the episode rather than focus on sort of the act itself and the person himself and sort of what comes of it like what 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 happens to him does he get fired like that's not even the point of the episode the mm-hmm. point is the conversation yes. right is the sparking of these pockets of people who mm-hmm. are either super angry and like want to see him burn in hell over this yes. or people who are a little bit more sympathetic or empathetic yeah. to the fact that, you know, he's, he's a man, he made a mistake, he's apologized, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, and then people like Shauna who can't be forgotten in this equation cause mm-hmm. she's a vocal part of this episode. Yeah, she really is. Yeah. And I really, I don't know. I really love Shauna in this episode. Me too. And she even brings up um, another case that happened where those two frat boys that raped a girl. Right. And she's like, well, where's that story? Where was the outrage about that? Yeah. Yeah. No, she does bring up some good points. She she provides the much needed, like, voice, young female perspective. Yeah. Because Annie provides 
the woman's perspective too yeah. in her conversation with um, the deans or I keep calling it, I don't think he's the dean no. chairman or whatever the fuck yeah. they call him um, with his wife right mm-hmm. um, they have a conversation which we'll, we'll play and we'll get to but um, yeah it's, it's it's really kind of a cool episode in terms of how they've um, fashioned it, like structured yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. like how they've laid it all out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of want to like save that and yeah. go through all the other stuff that's happening so that we can like knock it out. Perfect. So Simon and Ruthie, Simon's got a paper route, mm-hmm. which is super cute because of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a businessman. Come on now, he's a he's a captain of industry as yes. he calls himself, <laughs> and. Um, you know, and Ruthie's his assistant, as usual. Sidetrack. Sidetrack. <laughs> and um, so they've, you know, like they're doing this route. You get the sense that it's not their first day on the job. You know, no. like they've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. And they've got some sort of a system down. Like they have their route down, whatever. But there's one customer um, who, like, refuses to pay for whatever yeah. reason. And... Like Simon can never seem to like get his grasp on him to like like to like make him pay. <laughs> and isn't he a lawyer? Who the guy, Mr. Malone? Do we know that? Do we find that? I out? I, I think that, ugh, I feel like Mrs. Hinkle like mentions that in in maybe I, because why would I make that up? No, I know, I, I know. Mean, like yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I just I guess I just don't remember, or maybe I didn't stand like, out. to Guys, me. this guy isn't sure for cash. Let me tell you. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's driving a nice car. He has a nice house. He lives presumably alone. Yeah, no sign of a family. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's not that he's like hard up for cash. It's just like he's just a bit of a jerky jerk who refuses to pay. There's always yeah. types like that, yes, you know, of in anything. Um, and we see like Simon on the phone with like the newspaper guy. He's yeah. like, he's like, I don't know what to tell you, Simon. If you can't get paid, you can't get paid. Yeah. Like, you gotta we'll find someone else to do the job. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. So poor Simon's like, I don't know what to yeah, do because he even says he's like, I like you, Camden. Like, <laughs> I love that, that. I love that that newspaper guy was like fashioned after like old timey news. Yes. Like, listen here, see. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> I couldn't help but think of, uh, well, even though this guy was a total tool, when J.K. Simmons plays the guy that, um, uh, in Spider-Man, whenever, the ones with Tobey Maguire, oh, yeah. um, you know, the head of the newspaper or whatever, but, yeah, like, yeah. I couldn't help but, like, this guy was channeling yeah, this character. Totally. Not J.K. Simmons, of course. but, yeah. But, and, and, but he's only in it for, like, less than a minute, but you yeah. totally get vibes from him. It's yeah. funny. Like, he's definitely, like, he's, like, he has a backstory for his yeah. character, you know? I like you, Camden, but if you, you know, you come up short. This is the terror, this, this comes with the territory of the job, like, you know, if you can't handle it, like, you tell me, I'll look for someone else, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's a trip. And only Ruthie, wait, if you're fired, that means the assistant's fired. <sighs> like, <laughs> so upset about it. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> but so so they're, like, sitting on the porch of this guy's house after he's just bested them again, yeah. like, one more time or whatever. And they're, they're just, like, commiserating together, and we get this amazingness. Let's get Mom to squeeze the money out of Mr. Malone. She can do it, too. I know, but we can't ask her. Because then she'll think we can't handle a job and she'll make us quit. Besides... We can never be captains of industry if our mom has to strong-arm people for us. We need Jean-Claude Van Damme. He could do it. Do we know him? Nope. Not yet. Rats. That's what she says. <laughs> it's the right best after. part. It's the best part of the clip, and I accidentally left it out of the clip I cut. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they're like, they're like, we don't know him yet. Rats. <laughs> But they're so cute. They're like, let's get mom to strong arm, you know? And then Simon's like, no, no, we can't run to mom for everything. No, but you know what? Let me tell you, man. These kids are, well, Simon especially, he's so resourceful, like, in this episode, which is amazing because he he knows that he doesn't want to ask mom because that means he's not responsible. He's not capable of doing this paper route. So he's trying to find any other means to make this shit happen. Totally. And when Simon 
has that light bulb on like it's just it's fun to watch again spirit animal bro yeah and i love that so after this scene is when we see them like chilling at hankel's house right yeah. like she's like feeding them and she's given like she's giving them like juice boxes or whatever so cute like like it's where they go to like take a break from yeah. their route you know and so they're so cute and i love that she is like commiserating with them. She's like, that jerk, I know all about him. Like, I'll help you guys, you know, like solve his problem or whatever. Like, she's so great to them, you know, like, and she's just like, she really makes me miss Bink, first of all. Like, we need more Bink back in the show. I miss that lush. She's the best. (laughs) And she's probably never drunk, but that's just how she speaks. Yeah, no, she's just kooky crazy. And, but, and because I love their dynamic together, like the two of them. But Hinkle alone is great, like, as we saw in the baby yeah. shower episode and everything. Like, she's super fun the to watch. Syrup. Fuck, she's epic. Um, yeah, so, and so she, like, agrees to help them come up with this plan to, like, force him to, like, pay up, basically. Yeah. So it's just another old delivery day, you know, like, they do their route, whatever. Mm-hmm. They throw the newspaper out on his porch. She comes out to get it. And then they pull the old like, you know, like dollar on a string trick yeah. where they where they're like where they've got it on a fishing rod. Mm-hmm. So as he's reaching for it, they're like pulling it away. Yeah. And then and they put like the traps in, um, on his porch, right? Yeah, like where that, like the stuck. like the sticky, the sticky fly paper or whatever. Yeah. And so so as he's coming forward to try to get the paper, he ends up cut caught on this like this like sticky paper. Yeah. And then, like, Simon's, like, right behind him waiting for him. And yeah. she's, like, pay up, you know? <laughs> like, it's all smug. But now I'm getting something confused. There was a time when Hinkle literally, like, um, I want to say, like, traps him with her... Uh, what are they called? The, um... Oh, her scooter? Yes. So that's at the end. So... Or near the end. Actually, no, at the end. So, um... When... Oh God, I'm going to get this confused. So there's a scene somewhere in the middle of all this yeah. where Ruthie and Do we Happy, watch this show? Notice how we get confused about what... Did, uh, did we watch it? We watched it. Did we watch it? We watched it. <laughs> I actually know it in my head. It's just I'm, I'm finding trouble finding the words right now. <laughs> I'm having trouble finding the words. But so there's a scene where like Ruthie and Happy are like asleep in bed, exhausted after a full day of paper routing. Okay? Yes. And whatever that takes out of them. So... They're like they're they're fast asleep, and Simon is having a crisis of faith because he can't get this guy to pay up. Yeah, he's seeing that that like he's exhausting his little sister, his little sister who couldn't even stay awake to like watch her favorite show, Xena. Yeah. Okay, so she's so he's having this like really sweet moment where he's like talking to the sleeping Ruthie, like I'm so sorry that I'm making you do this, and like yeah. are we even doing this well? And da da da. And Annie overhears it. Yeah. So when it comes time to punish Lucy and Mary because of their bullshit that they pull, which we'll talk about, yeah. like rather than like punish, punish them, she's like, she's like, you guys are gonna help Simon on his paper route because twenty minutes of your time will save him an hour of his, mm-hmm. you know, because they're kids. Like, come yeah. on, you know. So so that's when we see like these this like montage scene mm-hmm. of like teamwork, right? Yeah. So like like um, Mary and Lucy are doing some of the work and Matt and Shauna are doing some of the work while they're walking the babies, you know. Can we talk about how Mary scares the freaking chihuahua? Oh yeah. She can do a mean chihuahua noise, dude. <laughs> like sh- <laughs> the sound that comes out of her and her face expression, I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 never make that face again. Terrifying. It <laughs> terrifying and hilarious at the same time. Because <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. The fact that they got in her face, like just to see that, like that. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do a dog she's, noise to save my life. But she's doing that snarl and ugh, whatever. She would make a good like zombie, <laughs> like like you know, like in a zombie Maybe. movie. She could play a zombie yeah, with those yeah, noises yeah. she was making. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's when that happens. We see like Hinkle in her scooter Scooter, taking some of the papers Mm -hmm. and walking and she goes to Malone's house and, and like, you know, he's trying to like evade her again and he's like, she's like, not so fast, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's cute. But that's it. I mean, that's the cool thing. And then what, again, I really love Annie in this episode because once again, she's this unsung hero. Like after she overhears that conversation, that one-sided conversation Simon's having with Ruthie, 
she, you know, she's not going to step in and go like, you shouldn't do this anymore because she yeah. doesn't want to like make him fail. Like she doesn't yeah. want it to be a failure on Simon's part. Yeah. But she tries to like silently like just like check on them. So she like stops at Hinkle's house when she knows the kids will be taking their daily break or, or weekly mm-hmm. break there or whatever, just to check in on them, you know. And and she like lets Hinkle know like I'm so, like thank you for doing this for them yeah. and you know whatever. Like she's so great. She's such a good person let yeah. alone like mom and mm-hmm. wife and stuff but she's such a good person in her heart yeah. Annie is like I don't know you know in the last episode in this episode man she's on one yeah I mean in the last episode she was she was on a rampage right yeah. like there was like no stopping her in the last mm-hmm. episode in this episode she's she's like righteously indignant yes you know? <laughs> but like but in a super like empathetic like empathic way yeah. and like just like full of compassion and stuff you know when she goes to the whatever the te- the professor's ha- house but to go see the wife mm-hmm. and like to see how she's doing mm-hmm. and i love how the wife at that moment is like i had to leave campus because like if i got one more like sympathetic nod or yeah. whatever i was going to kill myself and and he's like i'll keep my sympathetic looks to myself yeah you know like Badass. I have to admit, though, whenever they showed, um, like, you know how they're they're showing you where they are? Like, you know, oh, now we're at the pool hall, so it's like, or the pool, whatever. Oh, like and those like, establishing shots of the exterior? Yeah. yeah. That fucking house was so pretty. Yeah, it really was. It was so pretty. That house looked like a fucking mansion. Like, yes. where, were, they really, were they living on campus? They couldn't have been, No, right? for sure not. No. Because you know how sometimes, like, the dean or whatever yeah. will have a house on campus? It's like white brick, and it's, it's just Gorgeous. so pretty. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. home. But yeah, I, I loved um, the conversation that happens between Annie and her. Should we play it? Yeah, why not? What are people thinking? That I'm jealous or, God forbid, envious of this girl? For what? I have worked hard for the things I've achieved, and, and this girl wanted to achieve something, I don't know what, by sleeping with a married man. Gee, that's never been done before. And if that's her best career plan, she's in for a rude awakening. I don't understand where, in 1999, girls are getting the message that that's the way to go. What are we teaching our daughters? What have I taught my own? You've taught them that if something has value and it's worth working and fighting to get, then it's worth working and fighting to keep. It still hurts, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Who does this woman remind you of? I have a very clear reference point in my mind. Okay, I want to know. When I say you're going to be like, oh my god, yes. Okay, but I want to know. Lilith? From mm-hmm. Fraser, Fraser's ex-wife Lilith. Oh, not bad. She sounds like her. She looks like her. She talks like not her. Bad. <laughs> it's totally fucking BB Newirth as Lilith on Fraser. Interesting. <laughs> and also Cheers. Yeah. But right, she has that cadence mm-hmm. to her voice, like that low kind of, yes. like very almost monotone, like yeah, like you know, like no nonsense language. Yeah. You know? And then in the end, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I love that that actually broke my heart though when, yeah. and when Annie you know because they're having a very sort of proper con- you know it's very matter of fact the way that they're re- relating yeah. to each other about you know their daughters and the looks she's getting and all that stuff and then I'll like is she jealous of this woman and all that shit and then and then Annie's able to like sort of break through that when she's yeah. like it still hurts though right and she's yeah. like oh yeah mm-hmm. like fuck you know like, what do you do? What would you do? And I'm asking, like, literally, like, if you were this woman. I have no in, idea. In position. I have no idea. Because, like, there are times where, I mean, I can't even imagine. Only because, look, if, if someone were to cheat on me mm-hmm. and there are no kids involved, mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I think right now it's very easy for me to say, I'm fucking out. Yeah. But when there are kids involved, that... Y- Let alone a however many year long marriage. Yes. Then it gets messy. Because as much as being in a relationship is a commitment, divorce is a fucking commitment. Yep. That takes 
time. That takes years. You get what I mean? Like all of it is a commitment. Mm -hmm. So if I were to have kids and the guy's cheating on me, it's almost like it would be easy probably for me to say, okay, bye. You are not part of my life. I'm not part of your life. You do whatever you want to do. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Let's just call Mm -hmm. it what it is. But when there's kids, then you're like, it's not only me. Like he fucked over the family. Yeah. So, and like friendships and what, cause this is extremely public. Absolutely. Like, like forget like the students, like, okay, the students know the boards of trustees, like they all know friends and family. Like, could you imagine if you're married and there are no kids, like let's say it's in the beginning of your marriage, which uh-huh. fuck would totally suck too. Right. But if it's in like the, the beginning stages of your marriage, whatever, there are no kids, you can almost kind of keep it under wraps because hopefully maybe there your work isn't involved in the sense of like oh you're not a you know you're not a teacher or whatever you're not going to influence so many kids and whatever but man, oh you're saying like you mean in the sense that like maybe you just move past it like it never happened no 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 what i mean is it's like you can deal with it and either like like you said move on keep it in don't tell anybody or walk away with walk not away. much hassle yeah but with this, it's, it is so public. It's not only public, but she is not a woman who's just a wife. No, exactly. She, as she she's says there. herself, she's as much a part of this university's exactly. like, structure, mm-hmm. you know, infrastructure, whatever, as he is. She's, she also works for the school. She's done just as much for this university mm-hmm. as he has. She's just as much of a figurehead yeah. at this place as he is. And... So, to your point, these like now the decisions she's faced with, or the questions she has to answer, are more than just "Do I forgive him? Yeah. Do I love him? Do I get past this? Whatever." Yeah. It's how does this reflect on me and yeah. my own auto- like autonomous entity as a yeah. person? What does that do to like? How does that reflect on me? What does yeah. that mean for my career? What does that mean? You know, it's so messy. It's so complicated mm-hmm. in this situation for her. And, and you and sorry. she and man she she I mean I don't know about you but for me I there's still love there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's still love I there. I don't think she's going to leave him. You yeah, know what I, I mean? don't think so either. There's still love there. Like she you can see that she can forgive him or like work with him to move past this, but I actually she, think it's more than love. I think it's a mutual respect for each other at yeah. this point in their relationship because you I mean I don't know they never explicitly say no, how long like, they've been married or whatever but exactly. you know, you know they're, but like, they're you an older it. couple they clearly have like teenage daughters presumably yeah. or whatever so like you know this is not just a fly by night yeah. relationship this is an established partnership at this yeah. point and so like I love that I just said fly by night that's something my mom would say <laughs> Anyway, um, like, you know, so it's bigger than that. Yeah. It, like their, their relationship is bigger than this one misstep this guy had, you know yeah. what I mean? And those are all factors that go into where do you go from here? Yeah. You know? And as a woman, again, I, I don't want to harp on this fact because it's obviously it's not just about women or whatever. This can happen to anyone and I get it, but like... You know, as a woman, there's so much that we need to be sort of, like, aware of and mm-hmm. conscious of yeah. in terms of how things look yeah. or are perceived more actually. Like, because like, it's not, it's like, it's not just about the reality of her situation, right? Because, yeah. because the reality of her situation, if we're being honest about it, is she probably is not going to leave him. Yeah. There probably will be some trust issues, yeah. you know, that they'll have to work through. But I believe that they'll work through them for the greater good of, to your point, their, their family life, their mm-hmm. children, what they've built together, yeah. you know. So, so assuming that they that they're gonna do that, she also has to think about the perception of all of that. Yeah. What are people gonna think? Yeah. And that's exactly what the conversation of this mm-hmm. episode is, right? Because you have these kids at, on the campus who are rallying around, fire him. He's yeah. a monster. You know, he doesn't deserve. He doesn't belong here. Whatever. And then you've got the Shaunas who are like, what about this chick? You know. Yeah. And then you've got the Mats who are like. I'm not quick to judge one way or the other. Like, yeah. I don't know what's right or what's wrong. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I can't help but think that if this woman did not have children with him, 
I think she could walk away because she seems so strong enough to do it. But could but could she maintain what she's got at the university and and with her with her level of like respect and, and authority she's gained? Could she maintain it? I think she probably could because I think people would probably be afraid of her. Hmm. That's the only reason why I think that she could. But she indicates that she's getting like you know, sympathetic nods and looks yeah. from people and stuff, which you've already lost respect when you're when that's happening to this you. This is true. You know? Because yeah. if people respected you, they'd be like, you're going to be fine, right? Cool. Yeah. You got this. They wouldn't be like, oh, you poor baby. Look what he did to you. Yeah. You know? And and that's exactly the point she's making. She's like, what, do people think I'm jealous of this floozy? Yeah. Fuck off. Like, like yeah. who am I and who is she? You know what I mean? God, man. I really, I... <sighs> yeah. I, I, I really enjoy this episode. Like, yeah. In terms of... And I think it's, 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 it's deceptively transcendent of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's it feels like it's kind of stuck in '99, but then also not at all. No, it's because, not because this is exactly the shit that like we've Twitter seen this in Mad Men. We've seen it's this Twitter in, today. Yeah, is seen, this episode? Yeah, but we've seen like stories like this come up in so many movies, so many I don't mm-hmm. know other TV shows. It's just because it happens all the fucking time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only does it happen all the time, it's it speaks to the power structure and yeah. the and the infrastructure in this country mm-hmm. about like, you know, ha- truly about how we uphold moral standards yeah. for people in positions of authority or perceived authority in yeah. the case of say celebrities or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But it's it's totally about that. Yep. And and it's stuff that we deal with all the fucking time. Like mm-hmm. not to date this episode, yeah. but like fucking Cosby got off on a mistrial. Yeah, dude. With all the evidence yeah. pointed his way. But he yeah. got off on a fucking mistrial. Yeah. Okay. Fucking ridiculous. But that's besides the point. Like I hope that twenty years from now people are hearing this and they're like, he got off on a mistrial? He's in jail and rotting now. I hope. <sighs> fucking Please let this be a dated reference. But here's the crazy thing. With this, they're not... It's not even that kind of a scandal. This was like an affair. This is what they're playing it out to be. An affair. But doesn't he say like it happened one time? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I could be wrong about that. I might have made that up in my own head of like the backstory. But to your point, yeah, it was an affair. It was an affair. And, you know... God, I don't know. But does that make it any better or worse? No, it doesn't. But here's the thing. But that's the point. They didn't bring this character in for that argument. If if this girl, mm-hmm. whoever he had this affair with, if they brought her in, it was going to be a different kind of scandal. And you know what? It would have been a different episode. Yes. It would have made it about the thing yeah. instead of about the conversation, mm-hmm. which we already talked about earlier. Yeah. This episode wasn't about the thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, when you when you think about this episode, it's not about who slept with who and yeah. who agreed to it or was it consensual or is yeah. this wrong. It's about having the conversation. It's about what happens to us as a society mm-hmm. when, we st- when we stand on our perceived moral high ground yeah. and what that means yeah. for 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 like like what what precedent it sets mm-hmm. which really just makes me want to play Eric's thing at the end which I think I'm just going to play now since okay. it's so poignant Jack Brenner's behavior forced us to try to answer questions that never should have been asked when all said and done we're no better off no smarter no safer no happier for having debated and name-called and beat each other up with the Bible and the law and our interpretations of both. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that because, I mean, of course he brings the Bible into it and whatever, but that's part of it too, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In this country especially, yeah. as God-fearing and as puritanical as we seem to always fucking be, yeah. like, that is part of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's n- and, and I love, love... That he's able to say that 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 this character, right? That yeah. that the character Reverend Eric Camden is able to stay on television. Sometimes the law is more merciful yeah. than the Bible can mm-hmm. be. 
Like, that's why we have the law. Yeah. That's why that's why we can't rely solely on one or the other. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about... Like, cause, because cause these questions are bigger than that. Yeah. You know? And and they raise issues that are bigger than 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 either of those things, you know. I'm, I might I might have lost train of my, my train of thought there, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like like and I'm and I'm clearly like mis paraphrasing Eric at this point, but like I don't know. I just yeah. I, I just I feel like it's a conversation that that was worth having back then mm-hmm. and is worth having now. every fucking day, mm-hmm. always. Because yeah. until until we get some sort of like major infrastructure like reform in this country with how we deal with shit, like it's a constant conversation. Yeah, it's it it's like I said, like it's what Twitter is. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, Twitter is just one side yelling, the other side yelling, no one hearing each other. Exactly. It's just about like shouting the at the at the top of your lungs into a void where you're where you're not gonna get anywhere. And Matt is in the middle of all of that. Yeah, it's true. Matt was in the middle of all of that. Like he said, I don't agree with what he did, but someone should not speak for me. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he says at one point, like, I'm I'm very wary of people who stand on a moral high ground and what that's really about, you know? But I I also really love that, that at the end, he's able to say... Come over and have a fucking slice of pizza, dude. Yeah. Because this is just pizza, and sometimes that's it. Like, yeah. sometimes it's just pizza. And remember, he said, uh, like, he also got a ticket, and he goes, who said we don't have anything in common? Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. Cheers to fucking that, dude. That's, god damn it. This is why women should be running the world. <laughs> <laughs> running the world. Because, no, and let me just make my point, and then I'll step off my soapbox, because... Because what what just happened between you and me, right, is yeah. we were able to have an understanding about something yeah. where we were on the same page about something, even if we didn't, even if we're not agreeing yeah. about our own perception yeah. of a particular anything, we can, we can, we, we can understand yeah. that, that we, that we were just on the same page about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is a fundamental thing that seems to be prevalent with women that seems to not be prevalent with men i'm not going to generalize and say all men all women whatever i'm just going to say like like look at what 250 years of this country being run by men has brought us and then tell me that it's not time for a change that's all i'm gonna say stepping off my soapbox now (laughs) (laughs) i don't know and and uh, it's, uh, see and again, and then I'm like I don't know, and that's exactly why I'm of sound mind because I can because I have the I have the wherewithal to be like maybe I'm crazy and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I have no leg to stand on yeah but the fact that I can admit that is what makes me mm-hmm. the better person mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying now I'm standing on moral high ground <laughs> yeah okay I'm gonna shut up now but. You know what I'm saying, though? I understand. And that's what makes Matt the better person, In to make the analogy. Like, Matt is able to say, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not going to side one way or the other when yeah. I don't know. Yep. And that's what you need. That's the people that you need in this mm-hmm. world who are able to, like see the bigger picture you know what i mean and not be not be so like single-minded or like tunnel vision yeah to where it's absolutes one way or the other and i'm i'm gonna throw this out there and notice how i don't remember what his character's name was but the guy that was basically spouting out all the glasses the hater yeah Yeah. the hater we'll call him glasses but like (laughs) When you're speaking, like, again, from a moral high ground and with, like, such conviction or whatever, but with anger, there's anger and then there's a little bit of, or maybe a little bit is not even the right word, but anyways, there's anger and then there's some hate with Mm -hmm. his words and his action, even the way he's, like, projecting his voice. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. He's loud as fuck. Yeah. But it doesn't fucking get anywhere. No. Enough already. Just listen to each other for once. And and like Matt is ready for that. And guess what? When they start sharing a slice of fucking pizza, 
they can actually understand each other, maybe have a conversation, and who knows, maybe even actually like each other. That's when symbolically they find their common ground yeah. they both got tickets they both have parents who just don't understand yes like that's the symbolism of that is that when you can break bread with someone yeah and put your bullshit aside you you can you can see how similar you all are when, we're all just fucking people man yeah what i i get i get sick and tired of like hearing like someone yell like when two people are yelling nothing is heard all you're doing is fucking yelling no one's listening enough yeah. already Shut the fuck up and just listen. Yeah. You might get ahead. <laughs> yeah, so seriously, though. Yeah, you might get seriously, ahead. Maybe progress will be made. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. if you all just shut the fuck up and listen for a change, things will happen yeah. in this world. Who? Like, what a, what a, what a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Fucking A. Like, turn the caps lock off yes. and stop the typing for a second. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But can we talk about the speech that Annie gave to Mary and Lucy? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. I don't well, remember well, it. Well, okay. First of all, when Mary and Lucy... Okay, so Mary backs out of uh, her parking space or whatever. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that Ding, story. You know, she, she hits the guy's bumper... And um, she leaves a note on his windshield saying, call me Mary Camden. Mm -hmm. He calls and um, was thinking that Mary was trying to ask him out. Funny. Anyways. (laughs) And he goes, he's like, well, I'm not really interested in you. I'm interested in Lucy. She's a goddess. Yeah. And let's not. Okay. First of all, can we. Before that, Mary and Lucy are having a discussion and about her leaving the note on the windshield. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Well, if he's a guy, well, maybe. That's Mary's Yeah, I can use my feminine wiles. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I just went, oh, great. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. You got to love Mary for her confidence, though. Yeah. Like, she loves... You know how they say, like, like you, like you can't find love till you love yourself? Yeah. She's got the love herself shit down. Yeah, 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 she does. <laughs> and so, she, whatever, she throws that out there. And then when the guy says that he's into Lucy Camden, and she's looking at her sister while her sister's doing something, whatever, has headphones on, um, she volunteers her sister out to this date without even asking her, and says, there's this guy that wants to ask you out, and he thinks you're a goddess. That's it. That's enough to get Lucy to go out with him. Not at first. Not at first. At first, she's like indignant. She's like, like, what? And she goes... But he called you a goddess. And she yeah. goes, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, damn it. And, but fucking A, Mary. You're, you're like, you know. you're Pimping ho- your sister out. Besides pimping your sister out, <laughs> you're hitting her where she's like maybe down. Like you're, That's you're, true, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She like, like, yeah, she's like playing Mary, Lucy, totally. Yeah. Selfish little Whatever. But I love that Annie calls her out on it. Calls calls Lucy out on it. But like, she calls Mary out on it in the first, first time. Yeah. Like saying, she's like, yes, but it's not part of your qualities. Like, you know, like <laughs> just like being on her, on her sister. I'm here for support. Yes, and that's not for yourself. Like, you get what I mean? But as they're out of earshot. Earshot, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and then basically whenever they reveal what it is that happened to, uh, to Annie, like, Oh, I just thought that maybe she should go out with him. You know, she hasn't been on a date, blah, blah, blah. Like, all this shit that she's throwing at her. Like, you thought it was okay to pimp out your sister and yeah. you should know better when you're the older one? Yeah. But then I love to... So, so Annie finishes reaming Mary out, right? Yes. Like, Mary is done and told, like, you dumb fucked up girl, go yeah. hang your head. And then when Mary's gone... And Lucy, it's just her and Lucy. She also turns to Lucy and she's like, were you so desperate that yeah. you had to go on this date with the boy you don't like? Yeah. Like, and I love that. I love that. Like, clearly, like, Mary is the real wrongdoer here. Yeah. Right? Like, but, but Annie's not going to let the, pass up the chance to, like, to check also on her daughter's check self-esteem. Lucy and be like, but Lucy, you should know better. And yeah. like, don't do this to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And especially because we're seeing Lucy trying to make positive changes for herself. I know. We talked about this before. Yeah. It's like two steps forward, one step back with this girl. But but again, like, damn, this this little girl, dude, like, she gives, like, 
great speeches in the end of whatever she learns or whatever she goes through. Like she, she talks it out. That's the difference. She's a talker. She talks it out and she, and, and she tells you what it is that she learns. Will it sink in just yet? Who knows? But she sees it. It's why, it takes a it's while. why she's the child analog to Eric. Yeah. Because she is totally Eric's child in that mm-hmm. regard. Yeah. Like, Eric's a talker. Eric's a feely, yeah. touchy, emotional person. So is Lucy. Yeah. Lucy needs to, like, like wear it all on her sleeve yeah. to feel at peace with herself, yeah. you know? But, man, at least you know what the girl is thinking. Let me tell you, she it's doesn't true. play head games. She's it's very... True. She, she's very... She, she, she'll, she'll play head games with herself Self. before she plays them with anybody else. Yeah, because yes. she gets lost in it. Yeah, yeah, with her rules and yeah. her hair flips and whatever the fuck she does. Yeah. But I have to, like, I can say this much. Like, with Mary, there is this, um, she knows who she is, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But with Lucy, she is not afraid to get stuck in the mud. No. Yeah. Maybe not even afraid. It's, it's why she finds it's, herself stuck in the mud and she's willing to like get herself it's out. It's why she's ultimately more successful in relationships than Mary is. Probably. Because yeah. she's unafraid to to go for it. Yeah. She's she's unafraid to feel fully yeah. and wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mary is not necessarily afraid to feel, but she's much more cool and collected. Yeah. And so she's not like fully in it always, yeah. you know, yeah. and and she doesn't get hurt as much yeah. as Lucy gets hurt. Yeah, but Lucy has had way more boyfriends than Mary has. Lucy True. has has experienced a lot more than Mary has. Yeah. Like has felt a lot more than Mary yeah. has because she's willing to. Yeah. Granted, Lucy can get annoying. Right. I mean, and I'm not making a judgment call on which is better. Right. Yeah. I'm not no, saying, no. but it's I'm not, fun. But it is what it is. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a total yin and yang, right, Mm -hmm. for each other, which is plays well on TV as drama, right? And also, it it's it's just two sides. It's just two different sides of a coin in terms of like role modeling for viewers and like like looking up to characters for viewers, whatever. It's and I like that Lucy called out Mary on her bullshit too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that much. Yeah. I like that Lucy called her out on that bullshit. Mm-hmm. She goes, you're my sister. I'm there for you. I love you. But. Like, never again, though. Yeah. Like, how dare you, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Ultimately, it really plays in, right? Like, so we know we're always talking about the themes of an episode and yeah. do all the stories feed into yeah, it yeah. and service that theme or whatever. And it just in having this conversation right now, I, I see it now. I see how the Lucy Mary story is feeding the theme of morality and, yeah. you know, gray areas and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, because it is right. It's a gray area that Mary's playing in, which is, She's looking out for herself and the ding she thinks she caused. Yeah. And pretending and playing it off like she was doing a solid for Lucy. And even... And how do you stand on that? And then Lucy, too, like, like Lucy, desperate for a date yeah. and also helping my sister out, whatever. But Lucy and the guy called out Mary on her bullshit. Even the guy did. Yes. Ma- Miles? Was that his name? Or Mike? Olsen. I just know. I just remember Olsen. Some, it might have been Miles. Miles Olsen. Miles that Olsen, sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he even calls her out on it. Yeah, he does. When when she confronts him at the or not confronts yeah, him, but like when they when they meet in the driveway. Yeah, because he came oh, to pick up Lucy. Yes, and then Mary's like, uh, she doesn't really want to see you ever again. He's like, well, why didn't she tell me? Whatever. But like he calls her. He's like, oh, so you thought like you doing that ding whatever to my car? I thought that like if I went out with your sister, justified it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And he calls her out on it, but but again, Mary's for. I guess you can say Mary comes out a little better in this situation than how she walked in. When it comes to Miles, is when she says like, "Dude, we can still be friends. Like, call us, you know, like go out yeah. on a few dates, like this kind of thing." Like she basically offers him like a friendship. Well, because no, what what she tells him is like. How about instead of putting women on a pedestal, pedestal yeah. 
like you actually just go out with them mm-hmm. and get to know them. Yeah. Because, and she has a point there too. Yeah. Because, because, you know, again, morality, theme, mm-hmm. servicing, whatever, right? Like Miles, his, Miles's whole thing is like, you know, she's my goddess. I love her. Yeah. And you don't even know, know her. her. And re- in reality, y'all have nothing in common. Yeah. It's never going to work. And you have kind of like forced her into a situation she doesn't want to be in. Yeah. You know, because you have like, like, like pampered or not pampered. It was, you know what I mean? Like you've, you've like built her up. Yeah. In your mind. You created feelings. Yes. Out of thin air. Yes. That don't exist. Yes. For someone that, like, basically does not fit whatever it is that you... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because because you may want a goddess. Yeah. And Lucy may be a goddess, goddess. But, but she's not, not your goddess. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah. And but you know what though when you were before when you were talking about you know Mary and like learning their, her lesson or whatever or Miles putting her in her place kind of thing, like you know how we say all the time like with Lucy especially where she'll learn a lesson and we can see that she's learned it mm-hmm. because either she'll say she learned it in a big speech or whatever yeah. or her actions will sort of show that whatever. Yeah. I feel like Mary keeps getting lessons thrown at her. Yeah. But nothing has indicated to us, the viewer, that she's, like, really learned anything from them. You know what I mean? This is true. That being said, you could argue that the same situation has never really presented itself again to to illustrate that she's learned a lesson. Yeah. Like, with the drug, with, you know, with the steroid, with the uppers that her friend was taking. This is what's annoying with um, what the writers have done with Mary. She's calm and collected. She's cool as a cucumber, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when they want to make her obnoxious or make her childish or do stupid things, mm-hmm. they do it and then they don't touch up on it again. Yeah. And they don't they don't really show you that she's learned. She gets scolded. She gets a fucking lecture. Yeah. She's been grounded more times than anyone else yeah, has ever been grounded. Because when she acts out, she's really obnoxious. True. And then True. when she's trying to teach Lucy a lesson, she's fucking knows all. Mm-hmm. So this is the part that gets annoying. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, I was my point also. Yeah, but, exactly. But, I mean, but, we're, we're in agreement, right? That, like... This like is how we it see start, it. It started with, and it maybe didn't start here, but like I'm, I'm reminded of the episode with Carrie Russell. It's like that was a hard lesson. Yeah. Like, well learned, you mm-hmm. know, or like, like, like hard learned, right? Where yeah. she had to like be backed into a corner and almost like, like you know, date raped or whatever yeah. before she was like, never again am I going to go out and put myself in a position yeah. where I'm at risk. But then she goes and does it again where she's playing fire drill around the fucking car and almost dies. You know? Or, like, never again am I going to take these supplement pills that can cause me to have a heart attack and die. But we're never going to see that point be illustrated again. You know what I mean? So it's like they give her all this, like, really hard shit to, like, deal with and learn from. But there's no indicator yeah. that she's grown. Yeah. Because then 10 episodes later, she's fucking up again in some other major way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Yeah, it gets a little annoying. Yeah. And remember we used to have that same problem with Matt, especially in the first season. Yes. Where Matt would go from, like, parent number three to, like, teenage fuck-up. And we mm-hmm. were like, so who is he? Yeah. Like, is he a fuck-up or is he parent number three? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I feel like, to your point, I feel like the writers sort of play fast and loose with the tropes of yeah. these characters they've built. Mm-hmm. Or not not tropes, with the scope yeah. for these characters they've built and they can and they and they tweak them as needed yeah. <laughs> per story, you know. I don't know. But it's I mean but it makes for decent television, I yes. guess. In episodes like this, right, where mm-hmm. it's not where it feels poignant still. Yeah. Where it feels transcendent of time. Mm-hmm. Where where you like where what you're getting out of it is like relevant to today yes. still. Yeah. You're like, damn, you know, they yeah. were on to something. Mm-hmm. Like there is there's something here, you yeah. know, to 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 appreciate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
I don't think we did it. I think so, too. I feel good about this one. Mm-hmm. You want to rate it? Sure. You okay. go first. I'll go first. I give this one an eight. Ooh. Yeah. I toyed with the idea of maybe giving it a seven because, you know, I always I, I always sort of teeter until I commit to one. But um, And I, I gave it an eight ultimately over a seven particularly because I... I, I really just appreciated some of these moments, right? Like yeah. Eric's final speech, the ending scene where we're mm-hmm. seeing all the kids come together and help each other yeah. and it's all working and it's like this well-oiled wonder yeah. of a like in this paper route finally coming together and like, you know, and just all the dialogue that came out of it. Shauna mm-hmm. in particular was a real standout for me. Um, yeah, so there was a lot of wins for yeah. me in this. So give okay. it an eight. I'm giving it a seven. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, because I'm enjoying the, the dialogue. Yeah. Of, like, even the dialogue between you and me. Like, I... Yeah, I, this was actually really a cool conversation that we just that's had. Saying, like, so, <laughs> that's why, like, um, I mean, yes, funny points. Thank you, Simon and Ruthie with Mrs. Hinkle. <laughs> it's cute. Um, again, but I like the conversation. I like the dialogue. You know, some parts are like, whatever. You know, seventh heaven shit. Of course, yeah. Yes. The cheesy factor, yeah. for sure. But again, and I also love how she, um, when it comes to Annie, talking about how you throw the rock into the pond, it creates a ripple effect. As yes. basic, as school grade, like, best way to explain how Super your actions... shade, right? But it's fucking true. And again, like, you, you can hear it over and over again. And I feel like you still need to it still needs to sink in yeah um yeah it's a lesson we should all continue to learn yeah it's a lesson that you can never learn enough you know what yeah I mean? and so you know some parts they miss whatever but like solid seven nice good good stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> i th- this was a great app i love this episode <laughs> this is gonna be like a good move like i'm gonna this is gonna go down in the history of this podcast for sure <laughs> Um, so as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us at for heaven's sake pod on all the places and, or send us an email at for heaven's sake show at gmail.com. And until next time, bye. Bye.